0: Having lost her husband, George, during World War I, Ernie's mother, Polly Fitch, threw herself into raising their seven children. Later, she devoted an extraordinary amount of time to honoring Canada's fallen soldiers in a most unique and personal way.
1: My mother had a great regard for the soldiers. You know, she figured they were all brave soldiers. And uh, when the family was grown up pretty well, she turned her attention to volunteering with the veterans of the First World War. And it took the form, chiefly, of attending their funerals. And when she died, it was estimated that she had attended 3,000 military funerals. Sometimes she was the only mourner, didn't know anything about the people, but then Sometimes, if the preacher didn't show up, she did the committal. They estimated 3,000 people, and at her funeral, organizations like the Legion, when they passed by her body at the conclusion of the service, they all left a poppy. And by the time they were finished, there was a pile of them on her chest. Once she had the kids (laughs) raised, she lived for the veterans. I can recall many times uh, seeing her come in at noon, clothes wet from, you know, heavy rain, change her clothes, and go out after lunch to another funeral. One of the highlights, I think, for her was the funeral director often sent her home in the hearse. And we used to say to her, you know, (laughs) kids, why don't you ask your friend to park the car a little away from the house? But again and again, she'd come home in the hearse, and that was wonderful. Oh, so she was great, you know, she was, she was uh, during her years of service, she was decorated by the Legion, the Army and Navy, the American Legion, and finally the Salvation Army gave her the highest award they give to anybody, officer or layman, the Order of the Founder. She was well-recognized. In 1946, she was chosen citizen of the year in Vancouver. In addition to being a very loving mother, she was a good disciplinarian. And uh, I think there's a lot of credit due to her that the family all turned out well. I mean, none of them ever got into trouble. When they were old enough to go to work, they, they found a job. And, uh, you know, we didn't have the family problems that so many people do have today with All you have to have is one member of the family on drugs, and it upsets the whole setup. But we never had anything like that. None of them, to my knowledge, well, maybe my one brother went overseas. I think he did drink a little when he was overseas. But none of them were really what you'd call drunkards or, you know, addicted. They all turned out pretty good, if I say that myself, which I shouldn't. My mother was a disciplinarian. She... We often used to say that she ruled us with her eyes. You know, she all she had to do was, if she was displeased, she just somehow she could bring her eyes into a certain focus that we knew, you know. And also, she didn't mind applying the uh, the physical, as she said to me one day, you know, I was six feet tall at the time, and uh, she said, you know. If you're 21 years old and you need a licking, I give it to you. And she was about five foot four, but she meant it.
0: Tell me the story about your grandmother's dandelion wine again.
1: Well, I was saying that to someone that my grandmother fits. Uh, she made uh, dandelion wine, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was very good. There's was a nice taste. But one night, apparently, she had some that was fermented a bit. And uh, I was slightly intoxicated, I think, when I left. I can recall getting on the Main Street car and felt sure that it was rocking a lot more than normal. And then you asked me about smoking. And um, I suppose when I was 12 or 13, I used to see the kids, you know, secretly and uh, away from the school, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, having a smoke, and it looked really great, you know, to to be able to take a draw and then puff out the smoke. But I had, um, I had never tried it, but I thought I will try it uh, without tobacco. And I, I got some newspaper, and I cut up some string to take the place of the tobacco And I folded the paper and lit it and pulled on this smoke from the string. Well, it burned my throat so much, just that first puff. It looked good when it went out, but I never touched it again, not even string (laughs) cigarettes. Never. Oh, did it burn, I can still remember it. But for a few moments, I was so brave, I joined the boys. (laughs) Crazy, eh?
0: Staying away from alcohol and cigarettes no doubt played a part in Ernest being alive today at 107. Next week, Ernest finds his true calling in helping others, just as the prairies are ravaged by drought, a plague of grasshoppers, and the Great Depression. That's next Friday on The Life and Times of Ernest Fitch on CKNW News Talk 980.